joined by Mark Thompson from the Titan Macquarie Mud Run on the phone right now. Mark, only a couple of days left to get your registrations in. Man, oh man, is it going to be a big one this weekend? It's going to go off with a bang. It's rather a large bang. It's going to go oh, off yeah. with. It's probably one of the best ones we've had, I feel. It's going to be big. Have completely changed. Yeah. Uh, is there still a river crossing despite how high the river is? Yeah, mate. Uh, they uh, We've done a couple of river crossings on the weekend and it's fine. Yeah. Perfect. Yep, oh, it's perfect. part of the challenge, right? Yeah. Bloody yeah. oath, mate. A, now, it was originally going to be at Ollie Robbins Oval. I hear it's moved. Is that correct? Moved to Regan Park. Now, the start and the finish will be at Regan Park. Uh, all the uh, food vendors will be at Regan Park. So everything will be the same other than the venues changed. Now, only a couple of days left to register. Where do we go? Uh, they can register online at uh, tidemacquariemudrun.com.au. Uh, they can also register on the day. Let's talk about who can enter. Is this open to everyone? Everyone, mate. It's a family event. It's a kids' event. Uh, it's uh, If you want to challenge yourself there's an elite event uh, uh, there's a team event where we can get businesses and other uh, exercise facilities that can join together as a team yeah and uh, yeah it's a, it'll be a great day for um, a family and, and gatherings barbed wire crawls and tire carrying it's, it's going to be it's a hard slog it's a 10 kilometer course right yep you got to keep your butt down under the barbed wire <laughs> You sound like you're speaking from experience there. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and the most amazing thing about it is we're going to have wonderful mud pits this year. Yeah, mud, I mean, mud mania. At the end of the day, uh, doing something like this, it brings people closer together. Is that the whole uh, point behind this, being fit and active and healthy and bringing people together? Yeah, and we've been locked down for a couple of years too. Aren't <laughs> I? So, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, we want to try and get everyone back together. And, and the other good thing about it is we're going to have an after party after, so everyone's welcome to come along and join us at the Commercial Hotel and celebrate their achievements on the day. Absolutely amazing, Mark Thompson, uh, behind the Titan Macquarie Mud Run. Uh, it's going to be huge this weekend, Mark, and uh, can't wait to see you there getting into it. Perfect, mate. And I just want to reach out to all our sponsors, mate. They have been fantastic to us. Kennards, um, you're looking at uh, you know the Mars Group, uh, Clancy Automotive they've put in this year. Um, you know, you've got Never Fail Water, Inland Distributors. The list just goes on, and we just can't thank them enough for their effort to uh, t- for this event to go ahead. If you're not aware, there's a pretty cool event coming up next week, and to talk you through it, I'm joined by Brittany from the Dubbo Chamber of Commerce. Morning, Brittany. How are you? Good, thanks, Alo. How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm very excited about a little event we're teaming up together with here at Triple M and at the Chamber of Commerce for next Friday. Absolutely. Our golf day. This is really, really good. This is open to uh, to everyone, yeah? Absolutely. Members and non-members, females, males, everyone. So what we're doing is encouraging people to get uh, maybe a bit of a team together, four-person Ambrose, come on down on uh, on Friday morning and register. Yeah, absolutely. Registration from 9.45am at the golf club. Just pop in and see myself and some of our board members and be ready for an 11am start. Now, uh, Brit- yeah, so teams are four or individually and we can pair you up in a team. And so registration is early in the morning for a 11am uh, Shotgun start, which will be happening. This is fr- next Friday, not to, not not tomorrow. By the yeah, way, yeah, next uh, Friday. Next Friday, twenty fifth of March. Uh, Britt, you know me. Um, I've been to a number of events with you at the Chamber of Commerce. You know that I love food. Please tell me there's going to be some food available on the day. Absolutely, there's going to be food. So we've got a barbecue happening at lunchtime. So you can on your way around, you can stop and grab something from the barbecue. This is thanks to Burke Street Butchery mm. and also Farmers Bakehouse. And you can then 
keep going around and in the afternoon at our presentation, we've got some lovely nibblies from down the lane, a bit more hot food to keep everyone going after a day out in the sun with some cold drinks. And Britt, uh, I mean, you know me, I'm a pro golfer. No, not really. <laughs> but if I was having uh, a good day and I happened to win, uh, is there prizes for the winning team? There is prizes for the winning team and there's also a raffle on the day with prizes from Midwest Foods. Ooh. And the money raised in the raffle will go towards a charity of the Chamber's choice. Make sure you join uh, Triple M and the Dubbo Chamber of Commerce and Industry uh, Inc. for the annual golf day. It's kicking off next Friday. That's the 25th of March. Uh, Britt will be there. She'll be. You'll be wearing your plaids and ready to, to kick off straight away. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is it plaids that golfers wear? <laughs> they wear whatever they want these days. <laughs> Just wear the flat it's hat. It's a fashion It'll be statement. Yep. <laughs> Registration. Open from 9.45 uh, out there at the Dubbo Golf Club for an 11 a.m. shotgun start. We'll see you on next Friday, Britt. Yes, you will. Thanks, Allo. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. Thursday morning, new movie day, and let's see what's in cinemas this week. Uh, we're not too far away from school holidays, Shane A. Bassett. I hear there might be one that is uh, good for the kids. Yeah, family-friendly comedy starring Channing Tatum um, is on at the cinemas right now called Dog. It is a story about two former army rangers who are on a road trip to attend a funeral. Channing Tatum is one of the army rangers and the other one is a big dog called Lulu. And uh, anything that can go wrong in a road trip with a dog does go wrong. So a bit of fun, uh, brought a smile to my face. And, uh, yeah, you know exactly where it's going to go because they have emotional scenes too, but uh, it is a pretty good film, better than expected. Dog, definitely one for kids. How many buckets of popcorn are we giving it? Yeah, it's a PG rating, so any any kids out there and families, I think, could enjoy it together. I am giving it a, a two and a half out of five buckets. Going to talk a couple of movies today. We start off with a kids one. Let's go to one that maybe might be a bit better suited for teens. Yes, Adam Project or The Adam Project. It's on Netflix right now. It stars Ryan Reynolds, and it's a time travel adventure. He plays a pilot who has to go back in time to his younger self at the age of 12, just so they can change something that happens in the future, uh, an apocalyptic event, a disaster. So I enjoyed it, but you know what, Allo? It actually references and rips off movies like Top Gun, Mm. E.T., Back to the Future, Flight of the Navigator. So all these movies sort of get ripped off in the Adam Project, but I still found it entertaining. And Ryan Reynolds, he's always cool. Doesn't look too bad from the trailer, but doesn't look like one of Ryan Reynolds' best. I almost, no. just from watching the trailer, I almost put it in the same camp as like R.I.P.D. or something. Uh, how no, many no, no, no. It's, it's very different to that. Um, it's directed... <laughs> It actually is directed by the same guy um, that Ryan Reynolds did Free Guy oh, with, cool. which yeah. was out earlier in the year or late last year, which I really enjoyed. That's a better movie. This one is still entertaining, and um, I still didn't mind it. I'm still going to give it a two out of five buckets. And one for the older people, Deep Water. Yeah, movie of the week. This is Ben Affleck starring as a very shady kind of rich husband whose wife has uh, some very intimate friends, let's just say. And all these friends that she gets close with over time begin disappearing. 
they just go missing. And we don't know whether it's the husband or someone else doing it. Uh, it's a big mystery. It's really good. Trust me, movie of the week, Deep Water, if you have Prime Video. Oh, Amazon. Is, he, is this the movie where he started dating that Anna Diamas chick? Well, he's actually with uh, Jennifer uh, Lopez again right now. But remember but when Anna he went, started dating Anna Diamas, is that because of this movie back when they first started filming it? Yeah, I'd say that's probably the case. Yeah. I'm not up on my gossip, I've got to, I've got to admit, but uh, Anna Diamas plays his wife in this, the one that uh, goes a yeah. little bit stray sometimes. That would be uh, it, because uh, they, they started, they did a movie together and then it got put on hold because of COVID and they started dating and then they broke up. But yeah, yeah oh, this, there you go. That's the, this is probably the one. This has been around for a little while. It's only just getting released now, but it's worth the wait. Uh, great film. She was so good in No Time to Die, the recent James Bond movie as well. Yes, she was, definitely. Uh, how many buckets of popcorn are you giving uh, this on Deep Water? Four buckets out of five. It is terrific. I want to watch it again and I just don't want to spoil it though, but keep watching right to the end. You're not going to believe the fantastic finale. Movie analyst Shane Bassett, thank you so much for your time this week. We'll catch up with you next week. Take care, mate. Bye for now. Hello, Baker for breakfast. Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M. Trevor Long from EFTM.com on the phone to talk all things tech. Trev, I hear you've got your hands on one of those new iPhones that have only just been launched. Are you on it right now? I am. I'm talking to you on the new iPhone SE. Now, this was only announced last Wednesday, and it'll be available in stores this Friday. Cheapest iPhone ever. And I, I say that without caution because at $719, um, Apple's never released a phone from the factory at that price. Hmm. This, this phone, the SE, the third time it came out, it came out in 2016, then 2020, and now 2022. The one two years ago launched at 799. Over time, after about a year and a half, it did come down to about 679. But to come from the factory, brand new, first day, $719. This is a phone that has the same power, performance, and capabilities as the iPhone 13 in terms of its brains, its processor. And that also means that in five years from now, when Apple release iOS 20, I'm pretty confident this phone will still get that. It will get that update because you're getting that longevity of the, the kind of power of the device doesn't have a big screen it's a 4.7 inch screen still got a home button with the touch mm. fingerprint sensor and the camera is nothing to write home about but it's a good camera it's just you know not comparable to the big flagship phones but at 720 dollars i don't know why you would try and compare it to those well so, yeah exactly and you're talking five years i mean how many people have a phone for five years anyway and on top of that uh, as you said before, the, the bigger flagship phones, they come out and they cost a fortune. I can't believe there's actual a phone that's coming out where the price is going down. And, you know, the people here that are the target for this phone are the people that hang onto a phone for five years. They're the people that are still rocking an iPhone 6 or 6S yeah. or 7. <laughs> Nokia 3315. And, and, <laughs> and they love their phones. Yeah. Like, mate, they, they love those phones because of the size, because it's the fingerprint, whatever it is. They don't want all that fancy new stuff. And so this means they can have a similar phone, they can have uh, longevity and new features um, for 720 bucks. It's literally such a great deal. Well, it sounds very, very crisp, and it would probably sound even crisper if you were using your in-ear headphones, right? It might. And what a <laughs> booming market, you Segway king. Um, the <laughs> Apple, Air- <laughs> Apple AirPods, for example, um, I think everyone knows the AirPods, those little in-ear wireless headphones. Yeah. You know, they have probably a 70% share of the um, in-ear headphone market over $200, but the in-ear headphone market globally grew 24% last year. And, uh, like, I don't work in sales, but I'm pretty sure that anyone 
in sales would see that as a phenomenal growth yeah. figure year on year for a product. And it's born out of, you know, such great technology come, becoming more affordable. So under $200, great quality products. JBL makes some stunning headphones in this price point. And the competition there is so great. And people, you know, whether it's on an app, whether it's on the radio, whether whatever you're listening to, um, it's good to be able to do it wherever you are. And those in-ear headphones, that's why they're booming, I reckon. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Ukraine. I'm, I don't mean to get political right here, but uh, Google has jumped on board with something that is actually, I think, really cool. Such an amazing idea and a, a strange one to think that we're talking about this in 2022, but we are. Mm. Um, Google has embraced a part of its, its technology and its Android phones that was built for earthquake alerts. You know, earthquakes are very localised. You don't want to send an alert to a whole country. You want to yep. send it to a, an area that might be affected or might be uh, under some sort of threat. And they're utilising that for air raid alerts in Ukraine. So while there's still sirens on the street, um, people with Android phones will get alerts, localised and instant alerts of uh, known air raids. And I just think while there's not much any of us can do to help uh, the poor people in yeah. Ukraine. It's just great to see technology being utilised in some way to advance um, the, the hopeful safety of those citizens. I couldn't agree with you more. I think this is brilliant using, uh, you know, we're not in the military or anything. There's nothing we could do but to think that technology could actually play a role in saving lives um, blows my mind. Trevor Long from EFTM.com. You're the man behind all things tech. Uh, what's on the website this week? That stuff and much more, I guess. That stuff and much more. You can see my video <laughs> review of the iPhone SE. Hello, Baker for breakfast. Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M. Right now, joined by Mayor Matthew Dickerson on the phone. Dicko, I hear that council might be uh, giving people a chance to join some local committees. Well, that's exactly right. And it is really important, I think. It's great. People can pick up the phone and they can ring a councillor or send an email to a councillor. But... A more formal process in the past, many years ago, used to be a thing called a consultative committee. And we used to have a huge range of consultative committees, but they seem to have gone by the wayside for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. But basically, councillors now recommended that we form 16 various consultative committees. And they're committees that deal with a whole range of different parts of the communities. For example, if you've got an interest in the swimming pool or swimming clubs, for example, mm. there'll be an aquatic centre working party or consultative committee. If you've got an interest in taking cattle through the livestock markets and there's going to be a Dubbo Regional Livestock Market Consultative Committee. If you're focused on the villages, so we've got Stewart Town and Mumble and Ballymore and yeah. a whole range of villages around Dubbo, and you want to really focus on those, there'll be a village party consultative committee. So there's basically a whole range of different consultative committees that recommendation goes to council formally. It went to the committees a week ago, but that will formally go to council next week. And then that'll go out for public opinion, public consultation, mm. and really ask the community, are these all the committees you need? Do we need all those committees? Do you think this is a waste of time? Are there, is there a burning committee that you really want to see as part of council? And then that'll come back to council to be formally ratified. Then we'll invite expressions of interest. And that's where the community can say, yes, please, I want to be on this committee Hopefully we'll be inundated with applications and mm. they will be on those committees and then we can start running those committees. So it's a really good way to get that direct feedback from the community and make sure that we're doing what the community wants because that's what we're here for after all. Have you got a committee to run the committees? 
Yeah, just about looks like that, doesn't it? We almost need that. Luckily, we've got professional and skilled council staff <laughs> yeah, to run like, those committees. That's council. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Wellington Solar Farms. I went to uh, Mudgee the other day. I'm amazed at the amount of solar panels out there on the way to the airport at, at, at Wellington. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? You come around that corner and you look like this ocean, this sea of solar panels. I actually quite like it. And the wind turbines there look fantastic as well. To give you an idea of the impact that that whole area will have on this state in the near future, once they're finished, the amount of power that we will generate out of that Wellington area is about the equivalent of 1.35 million homes of power. We'll be powering from that area about 45% of the state's homes. So that seems quite incredible to me. One of the things that people always talk about with solar and with wind is they say the sun doesn't always shine. Well, that's pretty obvious. The wind doesn't always blow. Well, that can happen as well. So to make sure you've got a uniform delivery of power, batteries at the moment are an important part of the mix. At the moment, there are no batteries in that area, but a company called Ampere, A-M-P-Y-R, has got a proposal in to build a battery, and that's going to go ahead. I, I can't see any reasons why it won't go ahead. And that's actually backed by Shell. And we had a presentation by the company that's actually going to be putting that in last week, and that just talked about the size and where it is and next to the substation and the whole range of technical things. But the thing I found absolutely fascinating, Alo, was that that company with the battery is owned by Shell. One of the major solar farms down there is owned by BP. BP and Shell, you normally associate with oil, not with renewables. But those two companies will have an agreement without cell power back and forth to each other. And some would say it's probably about time some of these major major oil companies have started looking at it. I mean, you drive an electric car, you've got a Tesla yourself. Uh, a lot more cars on the market are, are going that way as well. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see what the future holds. Yeah, it is, actually. And it is interesting. People keep talking about petrol prices and, and what we can do about solving the petrol price, you know, the $2 barrier and then blast it through the $2 barrier. But no one seems to be suggesting the obvious I'm not that worried about petrol prices for me personally. I am from a community perspective, but I haven't put petrol in a car for about seven years. So yep. I, I don't know what everyone's worried about. Just go and buy an electric car. There's a solution to all the problems. As an electric car owner, though, what was what was your bill like when it, when you changed? Was there any change there? Well, put it this way. There's a number of ways you can charge your car for free. So NRMA has got a number of charges around the state. If you're able to go and plug into an NRMA charge, and we've got one at the cultural centre here in Dubbo, then that's free. If I do charge it from home, now I use solar panels to charge mine, but if I plugged in to a normal power point and charged up, one of my cars has got a range of about 630 kilometres. To fill that up, if that was dead empty, to fill that up with electricity, it costs about $12. So in terms of the cost to actually run an electric car, incredibly cheap. Yeah, twelve bucks uh, as opposed to a hundred bucks for a tank of fuel, or one hundred and fifty at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, there yes. you go. Mayor Matthew Dickerson, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you again next time. Thank you. Great to be chatting. Hello, Baker for breakfast. Dubbo's ninety three point five Triple M. Monday morning, catching up with local MP Dougald Saunders. I hear that you had, uh, I hear you had the king of Bangladesh in town, and you were chauffeuring him around, Dougald. <laughs> You're close. You're very close. <laughs> the, the Consulate General of, uh, of Bangladesh from Sydney was in town on Friday and Saturday. So yeah. um, he, he had a, quite a few meetings with council, also caught up with our federal member, Mark Colton. Uh, but, but we were lucky enough, uh, he and I, to have a, a lovely lunch and community event on Saturday. With Look, there was probably 80 or so people from the Bangladesh community in Dubbo that came along, brought a beautiful lunch for us, um, celebrated, um, you know, being able to be together again. And it was just a beautiful afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we've we've had uh, 
so many of, of these communities, and look, particularly the Bangladesh community that helped out during COVID, delivering meals, that, just such generous community groups. Um, and they always put on an incredible amount of food, which... <laughs> traditional just food. Traditional, just beautiful food. Yeah. Um, the women were dressed to the nines, um, looking amazing. And it was just a really nice way to spend some time with a group that is, is very keen on the benefits of being in Dubbo. Yeah and um, celebrate that. So I had a lovely, lovely afternoon with them on Saturday after I'd been down to Wellington, actually, and seen a bit of swimming action there at the new pool. But the feature was a family of ducks. Yeah. 14, like a mama duck and 13 <laughs> ducklings. It was incredible. I was swimming laps at the pool. We had to ask them to leave because there was a carnival on. You chucked a photo up on Facebook, and in that photo <laughs> you could see quite a few deposits they had made uh, <laughs> in the, the little bit of time yeah. they'd been there. Yeah, I did ask the swimmers to have as much fun as they did, but not make as much mess, if that was okay. And no one did, so that was good. <laughs> of course, you can check that photo out. It's on Dougal's uh, social media accounts. Uh, Dougal, you were talking moments ago about some of the benefits of living in Dubbo. We've got a brand new benefit of living in Dubbo that's opened up recently called Safe Haven. Yeah. And look, this is a different way of helping people deal with sometimes what is a, um, an escalating mental health problem, if you like. And, and normally when people have an issue where they're feeling quite anxious, um, they might head to the emergency department, for example, at the hospital, which is okay and you, and you will receive treatment there. But, but for a lot of people, that's quite a clinical and quite an alarming sort of place to go. The safe haven is all about having a very quiet space to go to with people who have actually been through a lived experience themselves. So mm. they're peer support workers. I met one of them the other day, Matt, who was just a tremendous young bloke. Uh, we sat and had a chat about a few things, and he's the sort of person that he's there for, for you. If you come through the front door and you, you're feeling worried, anxious, you can either have a chat to him or one of his colleagues, or you can just sit in a room by yourself. Um, there's a few activities you can do, or you can literally sit and do nothing. It's When you walk in the door, it's like a, a luxury retreat is how I'd describe it. It's very small, but in, in that way, it's quite comforting as well because it's small spaces, but they smell nice, they feel nice, the ambience is really good, so. This is one of a, a couple in our region, one at Parks, one at Dubbo. There's about 20 opening up across the state as trials to see how they work. And uh, I, I think there'll be a, a really good way forward of, of helping people in that sort of moment of need. Well, definitely uh, interested to see um, yeah, see how the community reacts and gets around uh, those spaces. Now, Dougald, uh, Dubbo Show, some announcements came out uh, last week, not just about Dubbo Show, but uh, shows in our region. Yeah, absolutely. So well, we've got this country show's funding which is going out far and wide as we speak. Dubbo show last week $45,000 um, had Sue Hood there who's the secretary and Wes Temisal the president of the Dubbo show society very very excited the money's already hit their bank account they're already starting to spend it. That's on things like some marketing and um, all of the entertainment there during the day that involves local people. Subsidised show bags all, <laughs> all that sort of stuff apart from subsidised show bags uh, but it, it does help them just you know there's lots of things gazebos and things yeah. they need where it's always off the top line for them. This is helping do that. But Gilgandra, nearly $29,000. They're a medium-sized show. Wow. And then a couple of our smaller shows, Mendoran and Baradine, fifteen grand each. So it's, it's just a really good way of saying we want our shows to continue. This is coming out of COVID for a couple of years where some shows didn't happen. Um, and all of our show societies, I'm encouraging everyone who haven't yet applied you really should be applying for this. It closes end of April, I think. But every single show in our region should be applying and getting a bit of cash in the bank account to help out for our fantastic shows. Absolutely brilliant. Heaps in there for this morning. Local MP Dougal Saunders, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Alex.